To say I'm excited, thrilled, over the moon to be with you today would be an understatement because I think God has some great things in store for us. We didn't show up today just to stay the same, did we? I mean, we want to grow, want to become all that God has called us to be. We want to step fully into the plans and purposes he has for us. If you have your Bible, I want you to open up with me to go to any verse you want to. No, just kidding, just kidding. We're going to go to the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. If you did not bring your Bible, we're going to put the words on the screen so you can follow along uh, with us. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, beginning in verse 46, it says, Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49, Jesus stopped and said, call him. I love this passage of scripture. Uh, I, I actually love the whole Bible, but, but I love this passage of Scripture. Uh, this man, Blind Bartimaeus, if you are new to faith, maybe you've never read this story, or maybe you've been in church for a period of time and you've heard this story before, I'm hoping that all of us would have wide open eyes and hearts because God did not bring us to today just for us to stay the same. So here, Jesus has a large crowd. He is a Taylor Swift of his day, if you will. Every Everyone is around him. He's not singing songs like her, but he is, he is walking. There's a large crowd around him. They're coming into Jericho. Some texts might say he's leaving Jericho, but he's coming uh, into Jericho here. And as he enters in, there's a blind man. And this guy, we get his name. You don't, you don't get the names of everyone who Jesus heals. But this guy, we get his name. Some theologians would say we have his name and even his dad's name because his dad was influential. We're not totally sure on that, but, but at least we get his name, Bart. Now, I've got the name Earl. It's a terrible name, okay? I just want to... I just want to put that out there real quick. Uh, Earl is too grown a name for a baby. You can't name a baby Earl. And that's what my mom did to me. <laughs> Earl, you've got a mortgage. You drive a truck. You do something. But you're not too with the name Earl. Uh, Bartimaeus is a similar name. Bart. Come on. It's just too heavy for a child. But regardless, this is his name. Bartimaeus. He's a son. I want you to feel the story a little bit. I want you to feel that this young man is someone's son. Just like you. You're someone's son or daughter. You, you have parents. 
That means there were dreams. You came into the world and there, were, there was hope and there was excitement. There was joy. There was anticipation. And if there wasn't, and maybe that's part of your, your wound, regardless for most of us, we, we, we had around us some type of celebration saying, hey, I'm glad you're in the world. And if you didn't feel that growing up, just so you know, we feel that about you now that you're at Life Church. We're glad that you were born. We are glad that you are here. But this young man comes into the world. The Bible does not tell us when. We don't know if he's born uh, blind, but we know he is blind. Maybe he had a degenerative disease. Maybe things started off good, but then went bad. And now he finds himself the son of Timaeus, and he's at the road begging. I was trying to figure out is it better when everybody knows the problem you have or is it better when you suffer in silence? Like this guy, people look at him and they say, he's blind. This is his issue. But many of us have issues that no one knows about. They are things that are, that are quiet. And we suffer in silence. And maybe neither one is better than the other. Both of them are incredibly hard weights to carry when you know you have something that you wish was different in your life. Can I just pause for a second? And I want you to breathe for me. I want you to breathe. All of our locations, just breathe. Okay, I know, I know it's church. And I know maybe you, you thought you had to come to church and be perfect. You thought... You had to come to church and have it all together. You had to come to church and you had to have all your T's crossed, all your I's dotted, and you needed to be strong and perfect. But the reality is, all of us have some type of blindness. Some type of thing. Some type of problem that we wish we didn't have. I don't have time, nor do I have the tissue to go through the problems that I have in my life. All of us are carrying some weights. Some of us are in therapy for them right now. Some of us are talking to lawyers about some of our problems right now. Some of us are navigating things with our kids or teenagers or a roommate or a coworker or a friend at college. And we're wearing these things, and it's, it's real. And maybe people know, and maybe no one knows. But what are we going to do with the problems that we are navigating? What are we going to do with the issues that we are facing? What are we going to do with the, uh, the, the, the difficulties that are on our shoulders? What are we going to do with the things that are on our mind? I think blind Bartimaeus, which is he's become known as, uh, gives us a great roadmap on what steps we can take forward to be who God has called us to be. One of the first things I see here in verse 46, it says he's begging. He's begging. Notice that all of his years of begging, and I'm assuming it's years of begging, did not bring him any freedom. His begging kept him bound. His begging 
kept him in the same spot. He continued to go to the same place and, and the same city in the same area time after time after time. But him begging did not actually elevate him and take him to a place of getting out of it, his bondage. It kept him in his bondage. This is where you and I sometimes think nobody gets me. Nobody understands what I'm going through. No one understands the battles that I'm facing. And I know CEOs that think like this, teenagers that think like this, married people that think like this, teenagers that think like this, older people that think like this, younger people that think like this. Nobody gets me. And as long as you live with that victim mindset, my friend, it does not bring you to a place of freedom. It keeps you stuck. It keeps you stuck. Well, at my job, I mean, if everybody knew all that I was doing, I mean, I can't believe I work with all these other idiots. Come on, I know you, I know you don't say it out loud, but maybe in your heart. I, no, oh, my goodness. I'll do it. I'll do it. Nope, nobody gets me. It's so hard for me. You don't know what it's like to be a man. You don't know what it's like to be a woman. You don't know what it's like. Fill in the blank. And this mindset does not push him forward. It keeps him stuck. But there's a day. There's a day that happens. There's a day that happens. When, when in verse number 47, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. So he's been stuck for a while. Does not want to stay where he is. Jesus is coming to pass by, and I don't know what it is in Bartimaeus that clicked. I don't know what exactly changed. I don't know how everything turned around. But in this moment right here, this man said, I don't want to stay where I am. This man said, I don't want to stay stuck in the same cycle I have been in forever. This man said, I want to move from where I'm at right now to where I'm dreaming to be. And I want you to know that this is what I know is on the inside of you as well. I feel like today is the day that you're, you're saying, you know what? I don't want to be here forever. I don't want to be stuck in this spot forever. So what blind Bartimaeus does, it says, I I'm going to shout to Jesus as he's walking by. And that was the thing that changed his life forever. Can I call on the potential and the purpose and the destiny that God put on the inside of you? Because you didn't make you. God made you. You didn't decide for yourself to be born. God decided for you to be born. God's the one that put you on this earth for such a time as this. God's the one that put those talents and gifts and abilities on the inside of you. And since he put them there, he did not put them there so you'd stay on the side of the road begging your entire life. He put those on the inside of you so you would take a step forward and be all that he called you to be. There's a lion on the inside of you. There's a fighter on the inside of you. There's grace flowing through your veins that came to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You're not here just to exist and take up space. You are here to make it on earth as it is in heaven in your generation. That's why you were put on the planet. Take a step forward. Forward. I know where you are right now in your mindset. 
I know where you are right now in your business. I know where you are right now in your relationships. Take a step forward. This is not self-help, friends. This is Jesus' help. He is not trying to go to Barnes and Noble. Wait, who goes to Barnes and Noble anymore? <laughs> He's not just trying to Google, how do I get out of a stuck situation? No. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. His eyes are on Jesus. And I'm sure someone invited a friend today or you were doing some Google search and God brought you to this place, brought you to this moment, brought you to Life Church, and he brought you here because he knew the questions you were asking and he knew the answers that you needed were found in Jesus. And that's who we offer you today. We don't offer you just a better version of you. We offer you Jesus and him crucified. And when we present him to you, I'm telling you, he's the one that makes all the difference in all of our lives. Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. So keep on going here. Keep on going, okay? We're just walking through the Bible. Just walking through the Bible here. Look, 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 look. Verse 48. Many rebuked him. Huh. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. They told him to shh. Because whenever you begin to take a step forward, you have to expect that there will be some opposition. You have to expect that someone or something is going to try to keep you where you used to be. Something or someone, some mindset, some thought, maybe it's a person, will try to keep you where you used to be. And they rebuked him. Now, how mean are these people? They're yelling at a blind guy, okay? I got some ratchet family members. I mean, like, I, I got some. I mean, some are wonderful. I got some ratchet ones, too. Even the most ratchet, I don't think they're yelling at somebody who's blind. Get out the way, blind guy. I mean, come on. How rude and disrespectful. But in this day, blind people don't get any respect. And maybe you feel like you're a person that hasn't gotten any respect. People don't respect your work ethic. They don't respect the talents that you bring. They don't respect maybe the pain that you've walked through. And you can have these little voices in your head saying, you know what? If you keep trying to move forward, someone else is just going to push you down. Just stay where you are. It's safe. It's good. Um, my wife and I, uh, we, like I said, we've been married these, these 26 years. And uh, I remember uh, when we first moved to the suburbs, Ooh, it's nice. The burbs are nice. I mean, playgrounds clean. <laughs> you you just you drive into it, okay? All the houses kind of look the same. You're like, huh. this is a piece that can come over here. <laughs> soccer games on Saturdays with kids that can't play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball games with the parents and was sitting on their chair. Go, Johnny, go. <laughs> Susie, go for it. 
And sometimes when you're in the suburbs or you're in the city, it doesn't matter. You can get in a spot where you feel like I'm comfortable here. But there's still something else on the inside of you that's saying, I think there's more. I think there's more. I mean, I'm used to this and I'm happy for this. And I'm thankful for the life that God has given me. But I think there's more. I appreciate the blessings and, and the 2.3 kids and, and the dog. We got a dog now, too. I never thought I'd have a dog. We got a kavapoo. Who got a, who, who gets a, what brother do you know has a kavapoo? <laughs> but I love my little kavapoo. <laughs> you got your dog. You got your kids. You got your minivan. No, no. You got your suburban because we don't want to drive a minivan. We got our suburban. But still something in you. Say, take a step forward. There's more. There's something more. They're rebuking him. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Your boy Bartimaeus, Bart, he's a fighter. He says, you know what? I know they're telling me to shut up. I'm not shutting up. He shouts all the more loudly. Read the text. He shouts all the more loudly. He's like, nope, you're not going to get me to shut up. Verse 49, Jesus stopped. Said to him, call him. Here's what's interesting about this, you know, the people that were telling him to shut up, now they're like, oh, now Jesus wants you now. Hey, cheer up on your feet. So they switch real quick. So you got to be careful of the crowd, okay? You got you you to be careful. You got to be quick. So they, they switch. Verse 50. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Why would he throw his cloak aside? I mean, is he, I don't know, how about some, is he Bruno Mars? (laughs) Is, 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 Is this WWE? Is this for dramatics right here? No. Why would he throw his cloak aside? Some scholars say that when when an individual was a beggar, that they would actually put on a particular garment, and the garment that you were wearing would would, would help people know the state that you were in. So his cloak, when people looked at him, they knew that's what you are. It's the identity that he's wearing. I'm a CEO. I'm a student. I'm a single person. I don't want to be. I'm mad about it. Lord, how come you haven't brought me my man yet? I'm, I am this. I am that. But in this moment right here, this man says, I'm going to throw aside what I have been known for. And I want to step into what God has for me in this moment. So he throws his cloak aside. I feel like God is wanting to do in all of us today. I want you to throw away your old identity. I want you to throw away. This is what I'm known for. And I want you to step fully. Take a step forward into who God has called you to be. So he throws his cloak aside. He comes there. Jesus asks him a crazy question. Jesus says, what do you want? He's like, uh, bruh. I want to see. Heals him. Go. Your faith has made you whole. 
But I was reading the story. Reading the story. And, and this is what popped into my head for, for Life Church. Because we're in this, in this new series. I'm, I'm so excited about this new series. Right? We find your people. Love your neighbor. I mean, we're a church here. But we're not a church that just wants to, like, attend on the weekends. We're not a church that goes, okay, hope Pastor Craig or whoever's speaking today has got a really good message for me. I just want to consume the message and then I'm off. No, 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 no. There's something in us that's saying, I think there's more. I'm thankful for all this teaching. I'm thankful for the church that God has put me in. But I have something on the inside of me that's saying there's more. And I'm telling you, there is more. Because many of us in this church, we have been content staying maybe like blind Bartimaeus on the side of the road, stuck in a spot that we have been in forever. And you know you have this sneaking suspicion in you that I want something greater and more and we are offering that to you today and it is found in Jesus and in Jesus Christ alone but when it's found in Jesus I noticed this blind Bartimaeus ends up face to face with the like physical real Jesus you and I don't I mean, Jesus ascended into heaven. So I was like, I love this, but like, do I got to die in order to have that connection? Then I realized, blind Bartimaeus is face to face with the body of Jesus. Well, what's the church? The church is the body of Christ. So is it possible that blind Bartimaeus and his story obviously pointing us to Jesus, but also now is giving us a little bit of a roadmap that you don't stay isolated by yourself on the side of the road just begging and doing what you want to do. That you begin to interact with the body of Christ. And as you begin to interact with the body of Christ, that's actually, you'll find what you are looking for by connecting with the body, not by staying on the side of the road begging. So I, I saw, I saw for me and for you. Now, now those of you Bible scholars say, wait, wait, body of Christ, body of Christ. Colossians chapter one, verse 18. We'll put it on the screen for you. He is the head, Jesus. Jesus is the head. He is the head the body. He's the, he's the head of the what? Of the body. He's the head of the body. The church. The body is the church. That's why you and I don't just consume church. We are church. We are and since we are, the, the desire you have in you for more, and you're like, Jesus, I want more from you. He says, I've got more for you, 
but it flows through my body. I got to say that again. <laughs> you and I want to have a prayer time and go, Jesus, I love you. I give him my heart, give him my life, fill me with your presence. And he totally does that. I pray. I pr I'm like, I'm on my knees. This not, I'm not trying to be over religious right here, but I got to be on my knees. Like every day, I'm desperate for his presence. And it's not like, a, I don't pray for three hours every day. Lord, I, no, I mean, sometimes, you know, get in there. Got to get out. <laughs> but, but I'm on my knees. I'm all for praying. But what I have found when I'm praying for breakthrough, Jesus many times does not just give me the answer to my prayers in my prayer time. He gives me my answers to my prayers through his body. It's a person and a relationship that I get connected with. So you and I can think it's just me and Jesus all on our own. And I say, That's actually not the way it is. Yes, he's your personal Lord and Savior. I, yes, 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 yes. And today, if you don't know him, today is going to be a great opportunity for you to give your heart and your life over to him. But when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you get grafted into a body. He was accustomed to begging, but his begging didn't bring him freedom. You know what's going to bring you freedom? Belonging. Belonging. It, it's another step that you have to take. It's another step for you to go, I'm not, I'm not just going to sit on the sidelines. There's many of us who are part of Life Church, and we love you. We are for you. We're in your corner. We don't throw, we don't shame people here. We don't beat people over there. We don't do that here at the church. So wherever you are, we love you exactly where you are. We also love you too much to keep you that way because we know that God has more on the inside of you that he wants to accomplish in and through your life. So friends, since there's more on the inside of you, we got to say, we can't let you just stay on the sidelines. And you might be content coming to church Watching online, your cup and your bathrobe, when you come in for your service and you leave. But if you left this church, we wouldn't know because you're not connected. And that's not our dream for you. Our dream for you is that you belong. So what are we doing here? We're trying to say, hey, let's, let's create another on-ramp. Another on-ramp. This is why we're doing our, our fall fest and all this stuff. It's another on-ramp. But why do we have our life groups? It's another on-ramp. It's an opportunity for you to say, I don't want to just do life on my own. I want to belong. It's when you get connected to the body. We see this with Bartimaeus. That's where his breakthrough comes. His breakthrough comes being connected to the body. His breakthrough does not come him being disconnected from the body. It's being connected to the body. So your dream, the relationship, the open door, the opportunity, the thing that you believe in God for, my friends, it's not just found in you in your prayer closet all by yourself. It is found being connected to the body. Your best friends are here. Your future spouse is here. And not just somebody for you, but you for someone else. To bring hope and life and strength to them. 
It's one of the many things I love about Life Church. We got gray-haired people, no hair people, and we got brand new babies coming into this world. It's all of us together being the family of God, the body of Christ. I do not promise you perfection. I do not promise you when you get connected to the body, all your problems go away. That's not even biblical. They're people just like you and just like me. And we're broken people in need of the grace and the forgiveness that comes from Jesus. But can I make this clear? I'm going to challenge you to take a step forward. I'm going to challenge you. Matter of fact, I'm going to challenge you for one year to jump into a life group. I'm going to challenge you for one year. Yeah, I, I, know, I know schedule. I know travel. I know kids. I, I know, I know. We, everybody's got it. Every, all of us have it. But I'm challenging you for one year. Because you know there's more on the inside of you. It's found in Jesus, yes, but connected to his body. Lord, I pray a grace and a favor over this entire church. And I pray that what would try to hold us back would not. That we would silence those voices or push through them. And we would be the men and women that you called us to be. And we would live our lives for your glory and your fame. I pray for divine connections. I pray for healthy relationships. And I pray that your church would flourish as we seek to honor you and glorify you in all that we say, in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Love you so much, family. Oh, come on, church. Tell Pastor Earl thank you. I, uh, I wonder how many of you would say that you know there's probably more. Raise your hands. Yeah, there is. There's more. That um, we were not created to do life alone, and yet everything in culture kind of celebrates this isolated mindset. And I know that we're all busy. Every single one of us are. But if there's something missing, the very thing that might be missing is your relationship with the body of Christ. Real, genuine community. People that, that know you, accept you, love you, need you. You need them and they need you. And um, this is something that not only do I want for you, but God wants for you. Uh, we call them life groups here. They meet every day of the week at every campus. Some of you need to join one. Some of you might need to start one. There's a QR code that will come up on the screen that um, you can take a picture of and get information of how to be a part of a life group. Your campus pastor will um, give you this again and more information as well. But is there something missing? Maybe what it is is your connection to the body of Christ. Father, I pray that, um, that you would lead us to take a step into real community centered around you where we know and we're known and we give and we receive and we're a blessing. And we don't just have an individual relationship with Jesus, but more scripturally, we have a shared relationship with Jesus. So I pray, God, for people to take a step toward you, toward your body, toward real community, and we'll see the breakthrough in your body as we love one another. As you keep praying today, I've got really good news. I grew up thinking like Christianity was one of many religions. I didn't realize 
that Christianity is way more than a religion, that God intended it to be a relationship. Not a religion with a bunch of rules, but a relationship. God is a relational God. The first thing he did was he spoke and he created humankind to love them. He created man, a man needed help, and so he created a woman so a man wouldn't be alone. He's a relational God. And he wants to be in a relationship with you. You might believe in God, you might have been around church, you might be really far from God, but something is drawing you toward him right now. What is that? That's him, that's his love. That's his Holy Spirit drawing you and you're not watching by accident. You know there's more. And it's not you conforming to a bunch of rules, it's you surrendering to a relationship with a God who loves you, who loved you so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, who was perfect and died so our sins could be forgiven. So today, wherever you're watching from, if you'd say, yeah, I, I don't have a relationship, we're gonna step away from our old life, we're gonna step away from our sins, we're gonna surrender to Jesus when you call on him, the Son of God, he hears your prayers, he forgives your sins, and he'll make you brand new. There's something more, there is something more, and it's a relationship with a God who loved you through his son Jesus, wherever you are today. If you'd say, I need that, I want that, I, I, I step away from my sins, I surrender to Jesus. Jesus, I give you my whole life that you lift your hands high right now at all of our churches say yes. That right now all over the place, people saying, I surrender to him, I surrender Jesus the Lord and Savior of my life. Online, you can just type in the comment section, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. Just type that in right now and today, wherever you're watching from, let's just take a step forward, a spiritual step forward into a relationship with a God who loves you. Pray aloud, pray, Heavenly Father, I step toward you to give you my life. Jesus, forgive all of my sins. Be my savior, be my friend. Fill me with your spirit so I could know you and walk in your ways and show your love. Thank you for new life. I give you all of mine. In Jesus' name I pray. I need the body of Christ to celebrate with new members of the body of Christ. Tell God we love you and praise you. Welcome those born into God's family.